0: Welcome to Parents on Pictures podcast. My name's Damien. And I'm Andy. And what we do each and every episode is we take a film from a uh, streaming platform like Disney Plus or Amazon Prime or Netflix and we watch it and we come in here and we talk about it and then give it a recommendation or not. So Andy, what do we have for this episode?
1: So for this one, we have a 2019 film called Fighting With My Family, directed by Stephen Merchant. Um, and produced as part of the WWE franchise and, and, and uh, business. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, built, not, not the film I was expecting it to be, um, but an, an interesting film nonetheless. Um, and I, I think, you know, there, there's so much about this film with the anticipation, the build up to it, and, and all that. And actually, the film I saw was a better film than what I was expecting.
0: I would agree with that. Um, just before I go on to that, we've got a, a quick film uh, synopsis, and i would just take it straight from IMDb. A former wrestler and his family make a living performing at small venues around the country while his kids dream of joining world wrestling entertainment. Um, now, this is based on a true story. Obviously, they're a bit liberal with some of the facts. Most of these types of things are. But I would agree with you in the sense that I'd actually put off watching this for a while um, not because I didn't think it was going to be good, but because I thought it, I was going to be indifferent to the film. And it was very different to what I was expecting, especially when you say Stephen Merchant is directing it. Um, so like the thing that he's known for is his comedy. And so you kind of assume that that's what you're in for.
1: <laughs> so I remember seeing the trailer for this and thinking that it was gonna be something along the lines of um was that Mark Wahlberg film, the one with The Daddy's Home? Is that Oh right? uh,
0: um, yeah I think I think you're right Daddy's Home and Daddy's and Home.
1: Too. I was expecting this to be a very similar style to that in terms of the comedy and and you know this this I don't know the trailer sold it to me as as this comedy film that you know the rock was in and how he like trains up these this family to be wrestlers was not the film i was expecting to see because that is not the
0: film nope. and it's i think it's a, another classic example of where marketing is you know they're there to sell the film and they're going to sell it in a way that they think people are most likely to go and watch it um and when you've got something uh, starring the rock directed by steven merchant you know the types of people that you're probably going to try and aim it for are the people who go to see a comedy
1: Absolutely, and you, you've got Nick Frost in it as well. He's, you know, he's got quite a major role in it, and Nick Frost is a funny guy. Um, and I mean, so- he's best
0: best known for his comedy. He's done some like, uh, <laughs> serious, more serious stuff, but the thing that you instantly think of is the the three uh, three flavors cornetto trilogy, um, yeah. and they're you know they're all comedies. And before that is Spaced, and that's a fantastic comedy. So you instantly think Nick Frost comedy. It's bound to be that type of film, and it isn't. <laughs> not, no, not not by a long way. Yes. There are moments of comedy. I was just going to say the same right. thing. Yeah,
1: Because there are some brilliant moments that are really funny and, you know, really heartwarming, but it's not a comedy. I would not describe this as a comedy. What genre would you put it in?
0: Um, so I would probably put this under, I'd probably put it under drama, if I'm perfectly yeah. honest with you. Uh, it was a family drama.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it is a family film. That's a really beautiful thing about this. I, I think there's probably, I say it's a family film. There is a couple of moments that I probably wouldn't want my younger children to watch. But I'm thinking kind of like teenage, it's kind of a film you could watch, you know, relatively happily with your parents as a teenager. There's no yeah. really super embarrassing moments. It's engaging for all of those people. But yeah. I, I mean, in,
0: in terms of, you know, its actual rating, it, it's on the money. It is a 12A in this country. Um, but you're right. This is the, my, my parents and I, uh, we used to have a family tradition where each Sunday we would sit and we would watch a family film together. Um, and then my parents, when we'd gone to bed, they would watch a, a you know, an adult film together. That was our Sunday. Uh, we used to go down to, huh? can, we,
1: can we just clarify what you mean by adult film of course <laughs> so, you know uh,
0: violence rated 18 you know Arnold Schwarzenegger type of oh, thing yeah. that was Fine. a very good point <laughs> sorry mum and dad if you're listening um, and you know that, that was our Sunday we used to go to blockbusters we used to pick a family film together they used to pick a, a you know an 18 kind of uh, violent action film type thing and this is Definitely one of the things that I think I could see sitting down as a young teenager, watching with my family, and all of us really enjoying it.
1: Absolutely, there really is something for everyone in that sense, isn't it? It's, uh, um, you know, my I, my mum would like this film, my dad would like this film,
0: mm,
1: my wife liked this film, I like this film. You know, it was a, it is a kind of it's a film that appeals to everyone.
0: Yeah. And I think, uh, we, we can kind of segue into the characters then. And I think, I think a, a large reason why it appeals probably to so many people is because there's such a wide range of characters. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's contrasted very heavily with going into a completely different environment when, uh, Paige manages to get into the, the wrestling or the professional wrestling arena. Um, and she, she is, Instantly, the complete opposite to each and every single person there. Now, obviously, that was very purposeful, um, but there's there's a whole eclectic range of characters from different backgrounds.
1: So, for those people who haven't seen it, Damien, is it worth you just kind of summarising um, who Paige is in that sense? Because actually, if if you know, I haven't followed WWE since I was probably fourteen. Um, and so until I saw this and I, I read into this afterwards, I had no idea who Paige was. So, is, do, you, do you want to do yeah, that? Yeah,
0: by all means. I mean, I'm similar, similar background. I remember watching wrestling when I was uh, probably right up until 15, 16, something like that. And then I just found other sports. Right. Um, but yeah, I so, was, so, so. I was watching when
1: The Rock was still. Oh, rock. Yeah,
0: same here. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love The Rock in his wrestling career. <laughs> Um, and, you know, and then he went into acting, um, and I, I, I like him now, but I think that's just testament to how charismatic he as a person is. Um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, Soraya Knight um, is a uh, uh, an amateur wrestler. She got into it because her entire family are wrestlers. Her dad and her mum are a wrestler. That's how they met each other. Her brother is a, a wrestler, and, and so she decided to do wrestling and she kind of didn't want to when she was younger. So you know, in contrast, and this is actually a big theme through the film itself, her brothers wanted to be a wrestler since he was three years old and he could actually understand what wrestling was and he's been training his whole life. Um, And you understand that their older brother was also a wrestler and he got a shot at being a professional wrestler. But unfortunately uh, he was um, he wasn't picked. And so he went down a, a spiral and ended up going to jail. And uh, then it just leaves Soraya and her older brother, uh, but she, she didn't really get the bug for it until she was 13 and, and she did that because, and again, true to life, she had to step in when one of the other under 18 wrestlers uh, dropped out for for reasons I can't remember. And um, she just stepped in to help because she'd been watching her family wrestle. So she knew a few of the moves. And ever since she stepped foot in the arena when she was 13, she really caught the bug for it. Um, and then when she went to uh, you know, WWE, um, she became Paige. Um, which is obviously her, her alter ego, which, which most wrestlers have. I mean, you look at The Rockets, Dwayne Johnson. You look at any number of wrestlers, they have a stage name and they have their real name. And so Paige is her stage name, um, which is what most people know her by. But this is very much the story of Soraya and how she got to become Paige. And that's, I think, the biggest strength of this film it's not a wrestling movie. It is, uh, it's very much an underdog movie, which I fall for hook, line and sinker every time anyway. Uh, Cause I really enjoy those stories of people through their own uh perseverance and struggle making it. Um, because it's what a lot of us are going through. And I think it's incredibly relatable in that way.
1: I think the film is done in such a way that it is very relatable as well. It doesn't, for me, it, it has all of the, um, uh, aesthetics of a hollywood film but the storytelling of a british film um and you know it could, because the the narrative is really important the narrative really drives itself and we are given all of these super flashy images of wwe and these huge wrestling centers and you're know, training montages of them training on a beach and all this stuff but actually that isn't what drives the narrative the narrative is driven by this just this stunning storyline and I think what makes it all the more interesting is just you know it, it's based on a true story and when you look into that story you know Paige and her brother and the parents that they go yeah they, they got it I think Paige said they got it 95 percent right yeah and, and that's great, you know, That we're, we're looking at her story and, you know, it isn't her and, and what have you. But when you look at the images of her and um, Florence Pugh, who plays her in, in the film, they look so similar. And all I don't know, there has been so much attention to detail in all of those things that it makes it so relatable. I don't know, is that the right...
0: I I, no, I think relatable is absolutely spot on, and it, it what it, for me what it, it's been crafted with with love, yes. and I think a lot of the reason for that is because um, I I read that when The Rock was over in the UK, he watched a documentary on British wrestlers, mm-hmm. and Paige was in the documentary, and he couldn't believe the story of Paige leading to her success. And so he was like, why has nobody made this film? And so he took it upon himself to get that film made. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest reasons why the film comes across so well in its narrative is because not only was it made with the love and care that it was uh, it was due and the respect that it should have had, but Rock himself, came from an incredibly similar background. And he even says it in the film, you know, he comes from a wrestling background and the, the struggle to make it big time um, was in his life. And so whilst the rock was having a film made about page um, you could probably draw similarities between Soraya and Dwayne's own personal lives and the struggles that they both went through. And so I think that the biggest reason that the storytelling and the narrative is so, um, so effective is because the people who are making it really care about the story, not the wrestling, but the story.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's, there's some gorgeous moments we've got. Um, so we'll talk about this later, but where, with Vince Vaughn and he, you know, he's talking to Paige and uh, on her journey and there are some gorgeous moments though. And, you know, Vince Vaughn, famous for being a really funny guy, not funny, no. really caring and loving and wonderful. And it was just really, you know, there were, you know, he has some very blunt conversations with her and you just, you know, you get it and it's really, yeah. interesting. it was, yeah. and
0: you know, a huge testament to Vince Vaughn because you're right. I mean, back in the day, he's he's the type of person that you, you'd think of uh, comedy um, because that was his type of acting. And yet we have another comedy actor who is doing a really kind of serious and heartwarming role because he uh, comes across as the very detached father figure for page when she's 4,000 miles away from her actual family. He's not there to push her and to help her, but he does point her in the right direction. And he challenges her by, you know, making sure that this is what she actually wants to do because Vince Vaughn's character gives page every opportunity to quit and even says that she probably should, Mm -hmm. but that only spurs her on more.
1: Yeah, I loved, you know, I loved that part of it. I thought that was really you know, quite a sentimental part of the film. Really um, good, good storytelling there. Really. And
0: incredibly well acted. I mean, yeah, well. I, th- I think a lot of the reason why uh, comedy actors do so well in other things is because of their timing. Comedy's all about timing. And I think this came across really well with John Krasinski when he made and, and starred in um, A Quiet Place, is like because a comedy actor has to have really good timing to be funny, if you yeah. put them in a role that's not comedy, they already have that timing. And so they know the beats that they're trying to achieve. And so comedy actors do really well in other things. And here you have a whole bunch of comedy actors doing a really heartwarming and emotional uh, family drama. And it just comes across so well.
1: Yeah, yeah it really does. Um... I was, I mean, I've already said it, but I was so impressed with this film. Um, You know, when we finished watching it, I just, I looked over to my wife Alice and just said, that was not the film I was expecting to watch. (laughs) It was better than the film I was expecting to watch. It's so good. Um, So yeah, Um, I was expecting more of The Rock. So in terms of disappointing things, I wanted more of The Rock. I don't think the film needed it. That's just my personal gripe. I love Dwayne the Rock Johnson he's one of my heroes, and I wanted to see more of him.
0: Yeah. He, and again, marketing, the rock stars in, is like he's in it for about a total of a minute and a half. If that. Yeah. He,
1: he has a, such a small role in it. Um,
0: and I mean, he does. What, he does crop up twice, and you know what he does is very entertaining in the first part, and then really heartwarming in the second part that he's in it. But yeah, he he's in it for no time at all.
1: No, and I was, I was disappointed because with like you say, with all the marketing, I was expecting The Rock to be a you know, main character in this. Um, but I, like I said, I don't think the film needed it at all. No,
0: no, I don't think it needed it.
1: I just
0: wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> we want more rock. Yeah. Now, uh, and, and this is it. He's so charismatic that um, a lot of the films that he's in, and we could talk about this another time, but honestly, I think that The Rock is not coasting because, man, that guy's daily routine is insane. But he, if he wanted to be, and I would imagine a lot of it's personal choice, he could do a lot of really excellent, kind of more serious or drama-based films. He's that diverse and that good
1: i think he's got a lot going for him and i think that you know it's very easy for him um and this is nothing against the work he does i'm like i say a huge rock fan there's very easy for him to churn out these jumanji type films um and make an absolute killing from them so he doesn't have to do these other films maybe yeah. later in his career i don't know but you know he's churning out films like nobody's business
0: um, yeah, he oh my god, his his you know, his work ratio is insane. And the number of films that he's doing per year is absolutely crazy. Um and you're right, I mean not all of his films have to be a massive success because that's you know, that's that's not where his main uh dare I say, his main income is. Uh, but then that's getting into you know, different streams of revenue, and that's probably better on a business podcast than this one. Um, but he's yeah, he's absolutely brilliant. And I'm right, I, I would have loved to have seen more of The Rock, but I think what we got for the film was just enough. The, you're right, the film didn't need it, and I think had it had more of it, it would very much have become The Rock show and would have taken attention away from Paige. For sure. uh, which, you, which you didn't need, because this is very much her story.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, one of the things I think the film did, quite well and I didn't think it was going to do well was the um it challenged the stereotypes um of you know so it was it would have been very easy for them in this film to um have cast someone who uh was super sexy from the beginning. Now I'm not saying um I've forgotten her name bear with me one second. Oh no where is it? Florence Pugh. I'm not saying yeah. she's not sexy. I, I, you know, that's not what I'm going with. But I think that from a producer perspective, it would have been really easy for them to put this super yeah. hot babe in there with no personality, no acting skill, nothing to carry the story. And I think they challenge those stereotypes. And somewhere where they do that is when she's at the boot camp, when she's at the NXT boot camp, and she's with these, you know, these blonde bimbos and stuff like that. Even those blonde bimbos, are more three dimensional than they are in other films.
0: A hundred percent. And but the film really expertly sets you up for them to be blonde bimbos, yes, absolutely. Um, because you you don't find anything out about them whatsoever. Um, and you know they are your typical thin, drop dead gorgeous um, kind of. Um, they say very early models, on, then? cheerleaders. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But they and then they they flip it. So they're on a bus, um, and they're, they're going back from, from somewhere. And, uh, Florence Pugh, um, obviously as Paige, she walks up to them and then confronts them on the bus saying, you know, don't you dare talk about me. You're talking behind my back, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, we're not talking about you. It's like, yeah, you were. I saw you. It's like, no, actually they were talking about one of their, um, one of the ladies, uh, was, I think, four-year-old son. And the reason that she's out there doing what she's doing is because she is pr- trying to provide a better life for her son, which is exactly <laughs> one of the reasons that um, Paige is there in the first place. She's trying to provide a better life for her family. Yeah, but and like, in that one line, it crushes your whole perspective.
1: Yeah, because you are led for a good probably 10 minutes to these very two-dimensional blonde bimbos. And then all of a sudden, you are presented with these very three-dimensional characters, and I I liked that. I thought that was yeah. It
0: plays so well on your stereotypes, which we all carry with us. You know, there's there's no avoiding it. Um, it, It's one of those things that we have, Um, but the film is incredibly aware of that. And, what I, and it's also, I think it's also aware of the type of film that it's making because they, you know, there's this massive, I say massive, this, this ongoing argument, wrestling's not real, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's all staged. It's like, well, that's, yes, it's staged to an extent, but when you're trading blows, no matter how choreographed it might seem, it's like people get hurt. People even die in this staged theatre. Um,
1: when we were kids. Yeah. What was this? the Brett, the Hitman Hart? Was it Yeah, him? I think
0: he was, was he the one that fell from a, uh, yeah. a zip line? Yeah. Yeah. And he just
1: died in front of yep, you.
0: Absolutely. Because again, whilst it's staged, there's a huge element of danger to this. And yeah. I think the film really taps into our stereotypes. It's like, it's not as clean cut as people may be led to believe.
1: Have you seen the Louis Theroux documentary where he visits the wrestling camp?
0: I haven't. No, not that one.
1: Check that out because that just shows how gruesome it is. And it is gruesome. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, he works Louis through to the point where he almost throws up. Wow. They're making them go through, you know, we talk about, and um, you know, I'm very aware that wrestling isn't real. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone who calls me out on it, but the stuff they do is damaging to the body. Mm-hmm. They're really hammering themselves hard.
0: They have to be athletic. They have to be athletes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: and I think I, I remember watching um, a documentary years ago when I was into wrestling in a big way. Um, and it was like the the uh, after the matches and, and what have you. And the one thing that I remember from that documentary from, God, we must be talking 15, 18 years ago that I watched it, is the wrestlers chatting to each other after the matches whilst they're having stitches put in their um, in their heads and they're having their arms sewn back up because yes, it's staged. But when somebody hits you with a metal chair, regardless of whether that metal chair is designed to bend or not, you're still getting hit by a metal chair. When you're being thrown off the top of the ring into a table, regardless of how breakable that table is, you're still being thrown a good 20 feet in the air. It's like, yeah it's staged but my god is it that you know it's gonna hurt
1: one of the things i really liked was the in the story was the um when we were in norwich so um page's family are from norwich and they uh that's where they're based they're kind of amateur wrestling yeah uh, is it amateur wrestling i mean it's not wwe standard it no it's not wwe
0: standard. I, given given how the family is portrayed and their their uh should we say less than kosher business mannerisms? I would imagine. I would imagine that it is not a professional organization by right. any means.
1: No, and so it is you know, amateur wrestling. And I really like those scenes in Norwich where we're in that, you know, that dank room with the wrestling ring in it and you know the kids are wrestling and paige's brothers leading all those kids and basically taking these kids off the street to teach them how to wrestle and be part of a group and you know the sense of belonging i really liked that i thought it was was
0: wonderful and that really leads into one of the for me one of the strongest parts of the film is that obviously when paige gets picked and zach her brother doesn't um he spirals just like his older brother did before him, um, he starts to drink, he can't provide for his family in the way he wants to, um, because he's got a girlfriend, and then he has a, as time passes, he has a baby on the way, then he, and then obviously his, his girlfriend has that baby, and so he's got a family, and he's not living his dream, but his yep. sister is, and so he starts to spiral hard. But when his sister, when Paige comes back from America, she's having a break and she's actually talking about the fact that she wants to quit. And he goes, understandably, a little mental because she got the shot and she's willing to throw it away and he's not been given it and constantly being turned down. Um, He starts to neglect that little community that he has built um, cause he drives around in his bus and he picks these people up to take them to the wrestling cause they're all from, you know, underprivileged backgrounds. So he's, he's going around the community, picking up these kids and you see it in the beginning, he's keeping them out of trouble, they're training. And then when he lets all that go, it's like, they start going back into the old routines, of causing trouble and doing drugs and hanging out with the wrong people. And it's not until Paige turns around and I actually wrote it down cause I found it so, um, so uh, emotional for me is that she said, um, She said, uh, pe- uh, she said, uh, our small action just because millions of people aren't cheering doesn't mean it's not important. And so what he's doing whilst he's not getting the applause that he wants from, you know, millions of people in, in a professional arena, he is helping to keep these kids out of trouble and keep them focused on something that could provide them, not necessarily wrestling, just the, you know, the life skills in the community that they're in provide them with a real shot at being successful in something and not going down the route of selling drugs or becoming druggies or uh, going to jail because they're causing issues and that really opens up his eyes and so I think that's one of the strongest things that that goes through this and it's reinforced again later because when their older brother gets out of jail he um his older brother and Zach they go for a jog um, and they start talking about pages uh you know she's not successful yet but she's so flipping close and um Zach turns around to his older brother and said yeah I could have done that and his older brother says, no, no, you couldn't. He's like, what do you mean? It's like, because uh, she's got something that I never had. And Zach asks, well, what's that? He said, you. It's like, Zach is a huge reason that Paige is where she is. And he's completely forgotten that. But then that completely opens his eyes. And he goes back into that community with a newfound love. And that whole storyline throughout that film was just so effective for me.
1: That was awesome, really awesome. Um, and did you know Zach was um, in it? In the real Zach was in the film?
0: Well, no, I didn't know that. Where did he crop up?
1: So he plays the drug dealer. No. Yeah. 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 So that, that's brilliant. That's real life Zach.
0: <laughs> I did not know that. That's fantastic.
1: So one of the things I just want to talk about. um, So uh, in the narrative of the film, we get towards the end. Paige has been told um, that she's going to be the, oh God, I can't remember the title, but the women's champion.
0: Uh, The divas champion.
1: That's it. And um, her family are all watching live at home. It's one of these pay-per-view things, all sitting at home. And Alice, my wife, and I was just sitting there and we're chatting away uh, whilst watching it. And she said, do you think they actually filmed that in the lounge? Because it looks so real. And I said, I don't know, you know, maybe, no idea. And what was interesting was at the very end of the film, you see the home video footage of them actually watching it for real. And it's, the lounge is identical. I don't know if they filmed it in the lounge. I don't think they did, but the attention to detail of building that set. Yeah. Phenomenal. It looked outstanding. outstanding. Same shade of paint, exactly the same ornaments, exactly the right places. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, they they did their homework. And, you know, the, those videos at the end, it was really interesting to see how the actors matched up to the real-life people. And it was so spot on. Because can not believe how close they got. Oh, Nick Frost killed it. Nick
1: Frost and uh, Page's dad could be twins. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: no, 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 no. That was uncanny.
0: Yeah. Um, it was it was absolutely phenomenal and and again i i want to use this opportunity to talk about lena heady um, so Le- lena heady plays um page's um, and she she's probably best known at this point for game of thrones uh, which you know i've not seen a huge amount of but i'm i'm you know aware of of how big that got um, but she is a remarkable actress at this point. If you look at her filmography and what she's done, um, she is basically a chameleon. I mean, she was in uh, she was in *Dread* and she played Mama, and she's nigh unrecognizable. Then she's in this and she's doing a fantastic accent. And then she was in uh, 300, again, completely unrecognizable in terms of the character that she's playing. It's gotten to the stage now where I'm like, she could literally play anything, and I would probably believe her portrayal of that because she's so flipping good.
1: Absolutely. Um, There are moments um, of the film where it felt like a a kind of a a Ken Loach type film, Um, you know, really kind of very real. And I think she fit that genre very well that kind of social realist genre especially when they're in the um in the pub they go to the pub to collect the boys there's just so much of that her acting that made it feel very very real not a hollywood film not a comedy not anything else but a social realist film we're we're actually looking at people's lives here and i think she she particularly was very good at that
0: Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, And and I think this is one of the reasons why it's such a wonderful drama is because it does. It feels almost like uh, a documentary of their lives. Yes, there's some stuff in there that's clearly for the effects of drama. I mean, given the the timeline and what have you, um, I would imagine that The Rock was never there to begin with. Oh, no, he was. Was he? Yeah. Tell me more so um you know that he
1: takes she goes up well she finds out she's going to be wrestling that night and that she's going to be the divas champion he did deliver that news to her amazing yeah
0: amazing
1: Mm. so that part's entirely true i did not know that. that's fantastic
0: yeah so how the hell did i miss that
1: I read an interview in preparation for this with Paige and with The Rock and they both mentioned that moment. Um, And I can't remember why he did it. There was a reason why he wanted to deliver that news to her. Yeah, and then uh, Vince Vaughn's character, the the, um, uh, coach, I guess, talent. I don't know what you would describe him as. Life coach, Um, but he... um, (laughs) Life
0: coach, I like that one
1: he was based on three or four different people bringing those personalities together.
0: Gotcha. Ah. So,
1: yeah. So loads of this film, loads of the parts where you think, yeah, probably wasn't, you know, the, the bit that wasn't um, in the film with the rock was the bit where he uh, turns around and screams and shouts at them. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't in it. At all. that's, that's just there for, um, for
0: comedic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you know, talking about the comedy is that the, the comedy is so on point every time that there is a joke or every time something funny happens it never feels forced or out of place
1: well, and,
0: and I think that has a lot to do with the timing of the film and how well written it is. I mean, this film is really tightly written. The introduction of the characters, their background, and you know, what they've been doing their entire life, I think they managed to do that in, what, the first five to ten minutes of the film. There's yeah. no wasted storytelling at the beginning, and it stays that tight throughout the film, which is a huge testament to uh, the, the writing and the directing of this.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I agree. A small amount of that's to do with the budget. I mean, it was made on eleven million dollars. Yeah, it was made on eleven million yeah, um, dollars, and it was able to gross worldwide uh, about forty million dollars. So it made its money back for a small film. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think it's. I think its national was uh, like, I think its national was about fifteen million dollars or so. So it only just made its money back. Right. But it's not not a failure by any means. Obviously, it's not making Marvel money, but it was never going to. Yeah.
1: Um, so I watched the day after I watched this. I watched Midsummer.
0: Oh, um, I've not seen that yet. Oh man. I've heard some <laughs> some interesting things.
1: Maybe we should look at that. But um, uh, Florence Pugh it plays the uh, protagonist in that. And so I watched on consecutive nights. And we, you know, we're talking about all these actors who are playing these, you know, really significant role she's fantastic she and I, I didn't watch it because of her i just put i mm. watched midsummer and it, she just happened to be in it and you know we're talking too totally in fact it took me about half an hour to realize it was her
0: no way she's that but, unrecognizable no, not even
1: in the way she looks just the way she's acting yeah really was you know i really went oh god no it's her okay i get it yeah well, <laughs> it, it, it was that moment but yeah so i i really rate her i think she's
0: She's going places. She, I was going to say she is. She, I wouldn't even really think that she was up and coming anymore. I think that she, she you know, she's well known now, especially for the the string of, of um, I'm not going to say successful, although they, you know, some of them are um, critically acclaimed. Yeah, you know, she, right. she gets recognition for her acting because yeah. she, she is brilliant. She's absolutely fantastic. I've not seen uh, mid Midsummer, Midsummer. Yeah, I'm not sure how you say uh, it. I, I, I guess it depends on where you come from. It's one of those. On um, Amazon
1: Prime, Damien, so maybe we'll
0: have to have a look at it. <laughs> it is on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's on my to-watch list as well. So I'm like, but I've heard some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but going back to um, so many good... because I, I, I wrote loads of notes for this one, and a lot of them are like one-liners that just hit me. I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Um, but... Um, one of the things that really hit home to me was just going back to Vince Vaughn about when he was sharing his story and how, uh, Hutch, which is Vince Vaughn's character was basically where Zach is back mm-hmm. when he was young and he shared his story about how he is a journeyman, um, which is essentially a term for someone who helps someone else get to stardom. And in the film, uh, you know and again this is this is more fiction, but in 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 the film um, Hutch was uh, dwayne johnson 's journeyman, and so you understand that hutch 's background is, and, and where he is now is very much born from pain and experience and What I love about vince act, uh, vince Vaughan's acting in this is that at no point do you get what I would consider relief for his character there would be a few moments where it'd be far too easy for him to relax into his role, especially when he's doing like the, the slightly um, patriarchal kind of looking after page moments. But even those moments, he's not really looking after he, he's just giving her a reality check, but he does it so matter of fact and calmly that at no point do you ever go, ah, there's the Vince Vaughn. I know it's like, it's so, so consistent.
1: Yeah. Very, very, very good. Um, I, I don't think there's anyone in the film who is a bad
0: actor. There was nobody that grated on me and there's usually someone. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. um, whilst we're on that, we've got to talk just for a second um, about Stephen Merchant and his wife in the film. Oh,
1: oh yes! Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, now, talk about... Oh, my God. They were fantastic. That That was some... <laughs> amazing comic relief but again so well timed that it doesn't and go out of place
1: at that point in the story you needed that as well it was yeah. really it was perfect timing for it
0: oh I love it
1: so I really like Stephen Merchant I got a bit of a soft spot for him um, you know uh, all of the stuff he's done with Ricky Gervais and all that I think that he is um, just a kind of an awkward fool and I really I like that and you know Stephen Merchant plays Stephen Merchant
0: Yeah, he plays that awkward, kind of a little bit more, well, actually a lot more well-to-do kind of background in this film and his wife as well. So they're very stiff upper lip, very proper. And obviously when they walk into um, the wrestling family (laughs) who are desperately trying to be on their best (laughs) behaviour and and the whole thing just falls apart.
1: Yeah, and what's really great is in, in that moment, because he isn't the funny one. Is
0: no, he's it? not.
1: He, he's not the funny one. And Julia Davis, the the woman who plays the Wife from Gavin and Stacy and various other things. She's very well known. Um, but you know, she's a very funny lady, and they aren't the funny ones. They're the ones that are setting those jokes up for yep. other people to fill in the punchlines. And I think that's what makes it funnier.
0: I think it's fantastic. And fast forwarding to the end the 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 celebration um from i think it's daphne is the oh character's name
1: what does she say i can't remember what she oh
0: said. my god um
1: it's so I, you
0: know what you, you, if if, if you like this you're just gonna have to go and watch the film you
1: are, oh there's because there's that people where she jumps was, up and she just like shouts <laughs> and uh, it was brilliant it
0: was and it so- was so out of place but it was so necessary um and the look that I um, think Hugh, Stephen Merchant's character, shoots her was just classic. And I, at that point, at the end of the film, I was crying. I was laughing. I didn't know how to feel. And I was like, this is such an amazing film. Um, it was, and I've, I've seen it three times now. I watched it once um, because I, you know, I finally got around to it. I watched it a second time when we were going to do this Uh, do it for the podcast and I watched it a third time just to make sure that I was fresh on the film and I think I cried in every single viewing um it just hit me so in a really good way like it it felt so happy and so uh fulfilling to watch it was
1: brilliant absolutely I I I love it I love Yeah, I mean, sh- should we wrap up? and get- I was going to say,
0: I think we kind of have. I kind I, I, I of, prob- I probably spilled the beans there on what I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, um, I was going to say. So Andy, would you recommend and why or why not?
1: I absolutely would recommend this film for anyone. I would say who's probably twelve or older, and I don't think there's any upper limit on age there at all. Um, and I just recommend it because it is a feel-good film. It's a film that is a roller coaster of emotions. It's really well made. Um, there's very little about the film that's Hollywood. Um, it, it's, it's just emotional and it's really, but not emotional in a draining way at all. It's really brilliant. And I, I'm really glad I watched this film um, and I'm not disappointed that it wasn't the film I thought it was going to be.
0: Yep, same here. Big thumbs up from me. I thought that the film was very uplifting. Um, I cried for a good reason each and every time. And yeah, don't believe the marketing for this one, because I do think that they kind of they messed up the marketing a little bit, but I understand why they did it because they're trying to get bums in seats. That's marketing department's job, but it's a very different film from what it was led to believe. Uh, It is incredibly heartwarming. It's a wonderful family film. Yeah. There's moments in it where there's, you know, quite a lot of swearing. They're very down to earth, brash characters. Um, But that only makes the film warmer at no point. Was there anybody who grated on me? There was no point where I was checking my watch because it was dragging as I've done with, many a drama before and the overall experience um, I could happily sit through time and time again I mean I've already watched it three times and I'd have absolutely no problem with watching it a fourth I thought that the acting was on point I thought everybody did an amazing job I thought the comedy relief was so well timed that at no point did it feel out of place and that can happen a lot in comedies uh, excuse me in dramas Um, so I would Definitely recommend this for sort of, you know, like you said, your old, your, your young teens, not your young children, but your young teens and upwards of that. And I'd agree. There's no upper age limit on this film. I think you can enjoy it of pretty much any age. 100%. Yeah. Awesome. So that is Fighting With... Uh, my family from 2019 and before we go we've got a couple of announcements to make so number one um, over on our Facebook page we're going to be doing a number of uh, Facebook live quizzes so be sure to watch out for those they're going to be predominantly film quizzes of course and uh, Andy is there anything else that you would like to add to things up and coming?
1: I'd like to thank everybody who uh, has been on the uh, Facebook page, on the Instagram page, on Twitter, on you know that's commented on YouTube or anything like that. It's listened, downloaded the podcast, listened to it, given us feedback. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please keep doing it. You know we. We do this because we love it and we enjoy it, but it's so nice to have that feedback and it's so nice to have that support. So if you are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, whatever, look us up, like us, subscribe, do all of those things. Um, because, you know, we, we really do appreciate it. Thank you.
0: And if you listen to podcasts, we are currently available on Anchor and Spotify. Um, so, yeah, Andy, if anybody wants to find out more, where can they find you?
1: uh so they can
0: find <laughs> just not your up. home address don't do that now
1: no, i live at one two three <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um so you can find us on facebook so facebook forward slash on picture. i've got do you know i literally don't know what the actual username is i'm so
0: sorry it's all good there's a reason there's a reason i batted it back to you yeah so <laughs> if you type Parents on Pictures Podcast. You you'll find are. us. Pretty much every social
1: media out there. Um, exactly. so if, you look, f- if you look in this corner just here, you'll see that logo. And that logo uh, is, the, is the... You'll see that. So take that, like that, find it, like it.
0: And if you're listening on podcast, obviously that'll make no sense to you. Oh, yeah, but sure. you, if you're listening on podcast, you already found us and we appreciate your support. Um, fantastic. This has been an MDM uh, and RA production uh you'll find out more about those later and we will see you next time say bye now
1: thank you